Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Okay, welcome to the Brand You Show today. As we, as you know, we talk to solopreneurs and people who are brand, have personally branded businesses um, and also leveraging personal brand within organisations and we're all about the connection economy. So I'm so excited, I can't tell you how excited I am that I have a very special guest today. Coming from a long line of shoe retailers, Tracy Mathers found the business a natural choice. Tracy is the granddaughter and the third generation of the founder of the famous Mathers Shoes footwear company. So Tracy's father was Sir Robert Mathers and he went on to build the Mathers name in Queensland, Australia and to become an extremely well and uh, well-known and respected company. And Tracy actually started her own career at the age of 14 where she went to work for the family company as a casual on weekends and late nights and uh, she never lost her love of shoes and so her future was obvious to her. And Tracy opened her first own retail store, Tracy Mathers Shoe Studio in the Tattersalls Arcade in Brisbane City in Queensland, Australia in 1991. Uh, she has had up to six stores at any one time and she currently has three stores in the Brisbane area. Uh, Tracy travels overseas regularly and ev- each year to, to bring a point of difference to the stores and she's constantly sourcing new exclusive brands and she loves the wow factor. Incidentally though, the reason why I brought Trace in is because Tracy was my first boss and when I first left university, I remember applying for my job and, and um, for the first full-time job and Tracy, Tracy gave me that opportunity. The reason why I'm so excited to have Tracy here today is because what I've learned about personal branding and a lot of it has come from me working for Tracy and, and her family. So I'm so excited that she's agreed for us to tap into some of her expertise today. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, Jane, thank you so much. I can't tell you how excited I am to actually be here today um, talking to you. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, for those who are listening, um, if you're not from Brisbane, Queensland, um, Tracy's family, uh, you know, has had such an impact on the uh, Queensland, putting Brisbane on the on the map. I think, you know, if, we, if I'd love for Tracy to share some of her history in terms of her grandfather and even her father. So we're going to tap into that today. Um, but Tracy's also incredibly humble, so she <laughs> she's uh, so I'm going to have to probably share some some things that she might not always um, uh, proclaim. But but today, you know, Trace, I'd love for you to share your family history and what where it's all led up to today. In you know, you have a, you have a phenomenally successful personally branded business that's come through generations can you walk absolutely the journey jane i i this is something that i have no problem talking about because i'm so proud of my family history my grandfather actually um started the business and he actually started uh, as a shoeshine boy Mm -hmm. and that's how his love of shoes he actually used to walk past this shop in ipswich that had um, beautiful men's shoes and the owner actually came out one day and he said to him, you know, young boy, I see you looking in my window all the time. What are you actually looking at? 
and he said to him, oh, look, I just love shoes. I just love, I can see that there's quality, you know, would you mind if I came inside and had a look? Anyway, to cut a long story short, the gentleman actually ended up offering him a job as a shoeshine boy, which is where he began. Right. Anyway, he used to actually have some really fun, fantastic friends, and they used to go to the pub in Ipswich, mm -hmm. and he used to tell his friends how much his dream was one day to own his own shoe shop. So what they actually did was they actually offered to put together some money, and that is how Mavis was born. He actually opened up his first shop by actually borrowing money off really, really good friends. Wow. So this is around what time? This okay. is about 1923 it was that the yeah, first wow. store opened in Ipswich, Mavis Shoes. Mm -hmm. So a lot sort of changed in that time, but one of the stories that always goes around with, you know, the growth of Mavis was fairly rapid. Mm -hmm. And one of the stories that, um, you know, I'm not sure whether it's truth or it's uh, a little bit of fun, mm -hmm. but I'm actually going with it because I have the same problem, um, <laughs> is that uh, he had an overbuying problem, my grandfather, William. Right. And he used to buy so much because he could never say no because he loved everything that he saw <laughs> that he ended up with so much stock he had to keep opening more stores to actually get rid of the stock. <laughs> so that was how Mather's growth actually began. All right. <laughs> So we've all, the growth, the shoe fetish has kind of gone through the, the generations. Yeah, well, at least I know where I have my problem from now too. <laughs> you can blame it on that. Exactly. And uh, and so then your grandfather opened the stores and then how does yep. that so, from there? So my, my father actually ended up um, coming on board and working with him. My father actually decided at first that he wanted to be a jackaroo. Mm -hmm. So he actually went out west and started um, jackarooing and <laughs> soon realised that that was a really hard gig <laughs> <laughs> and that maybe that wasn't quite what he wanted in life. He came back and his father actually sat down and had a good talk to him and said, look, there is an opportunity here. You know, I really want to grow the business and I do need somebody on board as my right-hand person to help me to do that. So uh, Dad was ecstatic, obviously, at that, and that was the beginning of my father's career. So he started with Mathers, and when they actually got to 20 stores, mm -hmm. that was when they actually looked at turning it into a public company floating floating the business. Right. So it did end up being a, a public company, Mathers. We weren't always um, the only owners of it. Yeah, right. And so then um, that around that time, was that sort of early 80s? Correct, kind of yes. Time? Yeah. Yes. And that was the time of Sir Joe Bjorki-Peterson time and Queensland was really coming to oh, the it fore. Was, yeah, it? it was fantastic. I mean, business was business was terrific back then, you know. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was so much um, growth, um, so much change, mm. um, and, and Mathers went through a, a huge growth spurt. And then, so what happened at that point? Because you, you tell us about your dad's knighthood. He had an incredible impact on the money he raised for hospitals here in Queensland and, and involved in so many things and his contribution to business. Can you tell yeah, us about look, that? I mean, he never wanted people to know about that, Jane. You know, right. they were all the things that, um, you know, he, he decided that he could give back. Right. He got very involved in politics mm. um, because he felt mm. that, you know, as a person high up in business, if you actually weren't prepared to put your money where your mouth was, if you weren't prepared to actually action and try and make changes that you needed to come forward, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, 
you may as well not sit there and complain about it. So he was very proactive on doing things and being part of organisations that actually he could help to make them understand the importance of looking after small business and that sort of thing, which is what Mathers was still considered at that time, mm-hmm. was still a you know small business growing to a very large business. Wow. And um, and so if you come out of that time into where you are now, how how did all that lead? Because you were in the stores when you were young. Absolutely. Actually, I just wouldn't mind, if you don't mind, I just want to go back one yeah, step sure. because I just want to talk about actual Mathers with their branding, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. um, which I think is so important. I just wanted to tell you that with Mathers, Dad realised at a very early time that um, your branding was so, so important. Right. So whatever you chose to do, you needed to follow through on it to the absolute end. Now, that whether that be your logo, whether it be with your um, staffing, with your stock, with your image, with the store looks, all that sort of thing had to be looked at very closely. Mm-hmm. And what they realised very early on is that, you know, you can't have it all mm-hmm. in one store. Right. And that's where they actually decided that they would branch out to different areas. Mm-hmm. So with Mathers, I'm not sure if people are aware of this, but we had a lot of different brands under the actual Mathers umbrella. Yes. So we had other stores called Shirley Shoes. We had Vic Jensen's. Yes. We had children's stores called Tots to Teens. Oh, right. We then went one step further where we were working with uh, an Australian company at the time. All shoes were made in Australia, which was called Jane Debster and Sandler yes. and Footrest. So what they decided to do was to actually, those brands had become so popular on their own that we would actually open those stores under their own brand label. Right. So we actually had a lot of Jane Dipster Sandler and Footrest stores throughout the whole of Queensland mm. that really, I mean, they ran, a, they ran alongside Mathers beautifully, mm. but they had their own... Um, they had their own uh, outlooks, their own differentiation to the actual Mathers stores. Right. So it was, you know, interesting. So you sort of can't, couldn't necessarily have to be all things to all people. It was keeping the consistency of that it Mathers was, Yeah, it was most definitely keeping the consistency, but we were a large enough company by that stage that they didn't want to miss out on market share. Right. So the only way to get market share is that there were certain people that didn't want to shop at Mathers Shoes at the time mm. so by diversing the brands into different names the the company sorry into different names they were still going to then get a lot more of the market share so for instance when a westfield would ring mathers when they were opening a brand new westfield they would actually not just be talking about mathers shoes they would be talking about you know maybe seven stores in the one center that none of them were actually clashing with each other so we were able to offer seven different types of stores that didn't actually um you know compete against each other so we were able to get a huge market share Mm. within that one center yeah wow that's phenomenal isn't it yeah absolutely most definitely Mm. and um so in terms of now you in because you're at tracy mathers shoe studio and you've had your business since you you opened your store when you're 21 24 24 24 i was Yeah. yeah 1991 and so giving away my age now <laughs> she's still you 25 do the, you do, you do the maths. <laughs> and so 
Um, so now in terms of your business, mm. how has that brand sort of evolved now and how does it show up for you? And what okay, well, if you don't brand? mind me going back again, because mm. I want to tell you how it actually all sort of started. Mm. So when I was actually with Mavers, um, I used to look after all the Jane Debs to Sandler and Footrest stores throughout Queensland. That was my role. Yep. And <clears throat> what happened was when Mavers was actually um, taken over or we actually organised a um, takeover of Mavers, um, it was sold out. Um, it was bought by an American company, Woolworth mm-hmm. America at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, basically they had a very different idea of where they wanted to be positioned. Mm-hmm. So they started to close down a lot of the areas of stores that uh, we had, you know, the most recent ones, like for instance, Mather's Imports, which was a beautiful upmarket store. Yes. So... I myself felt that that was a massive mistake because at the time there really wasn't anyone else covering those areas. So I really didn't understand their thought pattern behind that. So what I did was I actually, part of my job with Jane Debster uh, Sandler was to actually go and find new sites for them to open up. Right. And there was a site that came up in the Tattersalls Arcade, mm-hmm. and the architect of it actually was one of my dad's best friends, Robin Gibson, mm-hmm. who uh, designed the um, cultural centre. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically I went to dad and I said, look, this is what Mathers are doing. Um, I don't understand it, and I see a massive opportunity here. I would really love to open up my own business, yes. but I don't really know even where to begin. Well, I mean, if he could have jumped over the desk and, and kissed me, I think he would have. He was, <laughs> he was so excited. I think that was just the lift that we both needed to, you know, get going again. Right. So that was how Tracy made the shoe studio was born because we saw such an open, um, you know, opportunity there of a market yep. that was being dropped off that was not being covered by a lot of other people. Right. So I started in, yeah, I opened my first shop in the Tats Arcade in 1991 um, and basically I just decided to not be as expensive as the Mavis Imports but really to try and bring in from overseas, from Italy, Germany, Spain, all those beautiful brands that people were not finding once the Mavis Imports had gone. Great. Okay. And so did it feel like a natural progression to you to just to use Tracy Mathers like did you ever consider a different business name or did it seem like so natural to you honestly I mean some things in life are just so obvious and that was so obvious for me I mean we had spent as a family we had spent years and years building up a reputation and a name and we had an amazing reputation and a name you know we had a reputation for great product great service great prices and we had spent a lot of time effort and money on doing that Mm. so to me the Mather's name was so well known in Queensland it was just an absolute no-brainer that I wanted to use it myself Mm. now in saying that I was very frightened that I would actually be stopped so I did actually go and seek legal advice because obviously Mather's shoes the name had been purchased with the stores yes um, but then I'd found out that when you're actually using your own name, it, there's not a problem at all. Yes. So I didn't have any issues with it and just ran with that straight away. Right. And so from having your own name as your business name now, what are some of the benefits that you've seen as a result of that? Um, well, the benefits obviously is that your name is already known. Yeah, so the historical. Absolutely. So the yeah. historical side of it. So we actually get a lot of people say to us, you know, still, even after all this time, mm. 
are you actually related to the original Mathers? Mm -hmm. You know, how does this work? You know, who are you? Where do you fit in? Where do you slot in? And it starts that conversation level for the girls to actually get those customers comfortable. You know, they're already in the store asking questions, which is just fantastic. Let's put them on a seat and let's really tell them the history and what it's all about. And then, you know, they're extremely comfortable and they just want to shop. Mm. So those historical stories are almost carried through in your customer experience in the stores as part of the brand. Absolutely, most definitely. I'm I'm just amazed at how many people still ask. Mm. You know, I would have thought after 24 years we wouldn't wouldn't get those questions anymore, (laughs) but we we really do. And we still get all the the gorgeous old ladies that, you know, Mm. I mean, Mathers was, um, we decided, I'm not sure what year it was, but we decided to do a Mathers credit card. All right. Um, you know, an account we called oh, it yes. in those days. You know, I still get the gorgeous old old loves come in and they say, "Can I use my Mathers account oh. here?" So you know, I mean, they they it made them feel important. It mm. made them feel special, and they wanted us to do that. So you know, yeah, in right. some ways, we had to then turn that around to how we could create a beautiful experience in our store for mm. them. And. Um, uh, have you ever thought about in under your brand or has have there been times where you've ever thought, you know, that you would have a different brand um, other than your name on on a, a, your business or has there ever been times where you've gone, yeah, I'm not sure that my name would be the right thing to have on this? One of the biggest challenges that I've had, Jane, and, and this has been a problem that um, has carried through for quite a few years, is that for some reason, a lot of people have thought of us as Tracy Mathers Shoe Studio expensive equals expensive. Right. And that has been a, um, you know, something that I've really worked hard to actually change. Right. So when I've done things like, uh, you know, maybe I've closed a store down and I've had some excess stock. I have actually thought about when I start up maybe a website or something like that to sell the stock of actually not mentioning my name. Okay. But I think in the long run, I've always decided that my name uh, means more to people than not. So I have actually decided to always run with using my name. Yeah. And Okay. So, So they get the brand promise. And in your case, I guess that's like if you said... It sets the expectation that they know what they're getting. Yeah, Yeah. and I think, you know, I mean, it's run through right from, you know, 1923 when Mavis first started. I have kept the same sort of promises, and that is, you know, quality product, great service, beautiful environment to come into, Mm -hmm. great staff, knowledgeable staff, Mm. attentive staff, Mm. um, and we want the whole experience to be fantastic so that when you actually walk out, you feel like you have been looked after and that you're really happy with what you've actually purchased. Or if you don't purchase, which is great, no problem, that you actually remember us for next time and you come back because it's been such a great experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so have there been any particular challenges that you face being under your personal brand? Um. Yeah, I think probably the the biggest challenge has been the fact of, and I'm not sure where it has ever come from, is the um, expensive side of it. You know, that Tracy Mather's shoe studio equals expensive. So I've had to do a lot of marketing on, you know, great 
great quality but affordable prices. Yeah. You know, that's been one of my mantras, one of my logos that mm. I've actually put forward to people. Um, but that would probably be one of the only challenges that I've come up with with my own name. Okay. And, you know, if you, you've had such a phenomenal career, like you, you're extraordinary um, uh, mm. you're third generation business owner and retailer on top of that but extraordinary woman and one of you know I think of one of Australia's leading women in business and if you had your time again is there anything that you would do differently or lessons learnt? Oh my god we haven't got enough time to give you all my, all my lessons learnt in life but you know what I'm a really big believer in you make mistakes for your growth. Yeah, right. And every mistake that I've made, I can't honestly sit here off the top of my head and think of something that has been detrimental to my business. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of changes in my business. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had a lot of um, things that have happened. For instance, you know, I had a shop at the Gold Coast at Pacific Fair and we had, um, going back years and years, we had the airline strike. Now, that was such a massive impact to the Gold Coast. Right. Uh, tourism just stopped overnight. Wow. Um, it really affected sales mm. enormously. Um, we had to actually look at different ways of, of marketing. Now, in hindsight, what I know now, I could have done a lot better job. But, you know, as I say, they're the things that you learn along the way. Mm. And, um, you know, they're the things that you'd never make the same mistakes again. Okay. So, yeah, no, there's nothing really that I would majorly change. The only thing that I would change is that I really fought um, things like your, your Facebook and your <laughs> uh, Instagram and all those sort of things. I really felt that um, I had the whole wrong outlook on it. Right. I felt it was an invasion of my privacy. I mm -hmm. felt that... Um, you know, uh, people wanted to know more about you than your business, that sort of thing. Yes. But now I really understand how it works. Yeah. I absolutely love it and I just so wish I had have embraced it years earlier yeah. because it has become such an important tool to our marketing of our business. It has made such huge impact changes on our business right. that um, you know, it, it would have been fantastic if I had have, I mean, even yourself, you had tried to make me embrace it years <laughs> earlier and I was like, no, 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 I don't need that, I don't need that. So, you know, I'm a bit of a slow learner. But, right. <laughs> but now you're killing it. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> but now I just understand the importance of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I would encourage people so much to get on board with it and to, to do something with it. Yeah, and it, just while we're on that point, I think it's a significant one because you get a lot of comments, even marketing professionals, consultants who run into you at networking events and things like that, and they go, oh, are you Tracy Mathers? Oh, my God, your, how you run your Facebook is just phenomenal. Mm. Now... And when you look at it, um, I agree with you because, you know, years ago, I've always known Tracy's a fairly private person, and but now you have fun on there. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got a great sense of humor. Mm. And I, it, to me, it shows that you know, when I look at the comments and people want to connect with people, people buy from people. Absolutely. And they love feeling connected to you. Yes, you get to put product up and share, but it's not all about that. It's about the, the personalization of the experience of, of your customers. They get to talk to you Absolutely. almost. And so it's not relying on you necessarily being in store 
Mm. I get to, oh, Tracy May, I'm connected to Tracy May mm. on Facebook. I get to be part mm. of her world. And, you know, Jane, this is this is where it's, um, you know, probably very difficult for some people, but what I've learned is that I had actually somebody, I started my own Facebook page, but then I actually put somebody else onto looking after it. Right. And that was a really big mistake for me, who is trying to brand myself in a certain way. That was a really big mistake right. because what I did was, I mean, I actually read some posts where I would cringe myself and I'd quickly go, oh my goodness, where's the delete button? That's so not me. So, you know, when you are, when you want to put your name on something, when you want to put yourself out there, you have got to, even though it takes time and energy and extra effort, you have got to watch what you portray because yeah. you are the business. It is your name. Yeah. So, you know, what you say has got to be the truth. Mm. Um, you've got to make sure that, you know, um, it's your reputation mm. on the line. Mm. It, you know, it's your business. It's your reputation. So whatever you say, people are actually taking it all on board. Yes. So I learned very quickly that the only way to do those things like Facebook and that is to do it myself because yeah. it's me, you're right, it's me that they're wanting to connect with. Yes. So if if they're not getting that feeling of, of the connection because it's not myself that's, that's answering, yes. it just doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, if you want to see a, a great Facebook run by the guru who I and this and you're a complete convert. This was someone who was anti Facebook and now she's got such an amazing following. I'd highly recommend jumping on Facebook just to see. Here's what a great job looks like with Facebook. I personally don't do a lot on Facebook. I put a bit up here and there, but I run most of my work through LinkedIn and we do build a lot of LinkedIn profiles. But. Facebook, I think, uh, is kind of where people fall in love with you, Absolutely. and uh, and I see that on your your profile and your page. So it's a great example of here's what a great job looks like. Mm. If you want to have a look at Tracy, it's Tracy Mathers on Facebook. Tracy Mathers, you run under Tracy Mathers Shoe Studio. I've got Tracy. Two. I've got Tracy Mathers Shoe Studio or Tracy <laughs> Mathers. I, I'd be happy for them to join both. Okay. But um, Tracy Mathers is where I do a lot more interaction with with right. people. Okay, so. Um, mindful of time and wondering uh, or, or I'll ask you quickly if somebody was looking at setting up having their business in their name it's quite a daunting thing and I know for me I was very scared to do it for a lot of the reasons that you say you know it's your reputation and putting yourself out there but if, if you came across someone who was thinking about putting out their name.com as part of a, a, their business uh, set up and approach or as a practice, um, w what advice would you have for them? Look, obviously it would depend on the circumstances of what they're trying to achieve out of it. Mm. But like, for, for instance, if you're trying to brand yourself out into the marketplace, mm. to me there's no other choice. You have got to use your own name. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's something that... Um, people love to hear about and you've got to be prepared to share you've got to be prepared to share your history mm. give people a background but to me when you're trying to set yourself up in a new business i mean look jane even um you know you look at things like restaurants yep. you know when you're choosing a name it is so important to think about every aspect of it mm. you know there's so many restaurants in <laughs> brisbane that i love and i never go there because i can't remember what they're called you know there's something <laughs> stupid like a long name that i can't even spell i can't even begin to pronounce 
right. Let alone uh, put it in yeah. a domain name. So, you know, I, I can't <laughs> even find them. So that's just too much hard work. Yes. So you really got to think about right from step one to, you know, step 10 as to to make it easy for people, to yeah. make them, um, you know, feel like they're, they're part of it, feel like it's easy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, and so excited to hear about some of the things you're doing over the next 12 to 18 months because you're doing a few different things yourself. So tell us a bit about those Absolutely. Plans. I'm so excited, Jane. I've just launched TracyMathers.com, mm-hmm. which is my own mentoring business. Right. So I'm actually going to be looking at mentoring people in uh, business or just even generally in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've had 24 years of experience. Mm. As we've discussed through this, I've made some serious mistakes. <laughs> I've made some – I've kicked some serious goals and I'm prepared to share that with people because Mm -hmm. you know if you can actually uh, not make those mistakes it just makes life so much easier going forward yeah so that's what I'm that's what I'm going to be doing I'm going to be mentoring people in you know business basically perfect so some of the areas in business that people come to you to get help with um, like things come to mind to me are things like I know Tracy's my go-to person for conflict resolution. I go if I'm trying to negotiate an issue with somebody, or and that's where I would say, hand on heart, I deliver lead- a lot of leadership programs now, and I still go back to the things I learned from you and your Absolutely. dad. And so I mean, it would be the it would be sales. Um, you know, it would be staffing. Yeah. Um, but talking about negotiation, it's not just negotiation with people. It's negotiation with, like, I feel like I have got the absolute formula now for negotiation with leases and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been doing it for 24 years. I also had the amazing uh, presence of my father for probably the first 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, there's not a lot that I haven't learned about negotiation with leases and and also with with you know people mm. um and you know other things of uh, leadership um and look i i just love people jane mm. i love people i love trying to help them to understand you know i feel like i have a very good understanding of people mm. and i want to try to help people <laughs> to actually have that situation because you know it actually makes your life so much easier mm. you know the number of people that i come across who you know they've had a great staff member you know a lot of money goes into training staff a lot mm. of time a lot of effort and a lot of money mm. and you know there was one simple thing that they could have done to keep to keep that staff member but they chose either not to do it because of you know their own <laughs> their own um I can't think of the word I'm trying to use. Pride? but Exactly. Their pride. own pride. It's got in the way yeah. and it's actually stopped them and, and therefore they've got to start right from scratch again. Yeah. I want to be able to help those people to actually put their egos and their prides aside and to actually work with people to get the best out of them so that, you know, their life is made easier as well, yeah. you know. Um, it's all about empowering people to be the best that they possibly can be yeah. and that's what I feel that I can bring to the table. I'm so excited. I think that, you know, to be able to have this opportunity now to tap into your expertise, it's been channeled into business growth for so many years and now we get to tap into it. So, and today was a great start to be able to do that. Mm. So, so people can find you, you said, at tracymathers.com. Absolutely. So jump on the website. My website's not up yet, but there is actually a um, there's a, a what a little bit of, about what I'm I'm doing, yeah. and the website should be up and running within a week. Fantastic. So that's from so it's uh, June at the moment. So by the time this is up and going, so it'll actually probably be live. Fantastic. So um, so that's great. So thank you so much for coming in. I wish you every success in your mentoring business, and um, and I hope you can get in touch.
Thanks so much, Jane.